0: My goodness, what a night from Omaha, Nebraska, CHI Health Center. Uh, the Omaha Sumanovas get their first win in organization history. Uh, they sweep San Diego. The mojo, listen, great effort, great talent. Uh, but in front of 11,000-plus, Coach Saunders, it's a statement. Consecutive, two consecutive 11,000 fan matches. That's pretty impressive.
1: They call us the volleyball state for a reason.
0: My goodness gracious! Everybody else is on notice. Um, it's a thing. like, to watch the presentation, uh, and then to watch the team itself elevate and change itself and, and go through. I'll ask you a question because it's it's a thing that we kind of wrap our brains around. But if I had to ask you to give a player of the game, don't give it now. Well, don't give it now. We'll give you time in the last segment before we go off air. We'll give you a chance to celebrate somebody. But who are the candidates? Who are the folks? who played above and beyond for the Supernovas?
1: I mean, our middles just day in and day out are great players. Yeah, I think we might have two of the best middles in the, in, in the league that I've seen so far. I mean, of all the games I've watched on TV and everything else, I mean, obviously Ronica Stones is a very good middle. Um, Hart and Dixon are great defensively, but when they get opportunities on offense, they put the ball away. Paige Briggs obviously has got to be in there. You don't come off the bench and terminate at 50% and go all the way around and pass balls and dig balls and make all these great plays for, like, your team captain. I yeah, mean, I mean, to come in for Brooke. That's huge, too. Um, and then Betty. Betty showed what Betty can do. And and Betty's going to be a player that, you know, with her and Brooke both on the outside, I mean, I think that was, like, a lot of the hype behind Omaha's. We have Brooke Nunaviller. We have Betty De La Cruz. We have these really, really good players. We have all these AU players and all that, but um, – I think this, the supernovas will achieve as much as our outsides and our middles will take us. I,
0: I want to give a shout-out to Kendall White and, and, and her ability, one, uh, to keep it moving, to keep the ball moving. She keep, keeps it off the deck. Uh, she, she's the energy force. Uh, they all activate around her. Her night, I mean, with nine digs, uh, four assists, but she was just simply – she was great on the service receiving. Let, let's, let's give her her flowers now. She's a
1: stud. She's a stud. She had – yeah, nine digs. She kept us in system. She was a great leader when, when obviously, um, Brooke goes out. But then, you know what, Sydney Hilly, if we're killing at a 44% clip, Gus, who's dishing the ball and getting them in one-on-ones, yeah. like, yeah. Sydney was seeing the floor a lot better, I felt, than the first game. I felt like the first game maybe she wasn't seeing the block as well. Um, so her decisions to where to set the ball weren't as good. I felt like her decision-making tonight was a lot better. Um, just showed, like, what she's capable of. And she And what's funny part is, is, like, this is our starting point. This team's going to keep getting better as they get used to playing together. They're going to get better connection. They're going to, those communication errors, those steam balls, all that kind of stuff, it's not going to be an issue in a couple weeks. And, I mean, this season goes fast. So they've got to continue progressing one step in front of the other day in and day out, match by match, and hopefully not have any, like, third set letdowns like this. But that was the first time where we were up 2-0, right? Last match we were down 2-0, so we could come out the aggressor and we're going to do this and, And this time, the roles were flipped. But these are all learning experiences for these guys.
0: There's no way. We haven't figured out in the coaching business how to prevent the letdown that happens when you're up two sets or you're up big in a a game. We haven't figured out how to master that. What's required? I mean, what do you say? uh, What does Coach Collier say going in up two sets and trying to keep folks in line and on point?
1: I think if you ask any level, if you watch the Huskers this year, where did we struggle? Third set. Yeah. You watch most high school teams because in, you know, tournament formats, you're playing a two out of three. So sometimes you're not even playing a third set. Then you get in a five and they don't know how to play in that third set. Now, this is a little bit different. These guys have played a lot of best of five matches. Um, But I think it's just a natural letdown maybe that you have when you're up 2-0 versus wanting to push the urgency when you're down 0-2. And so it's a matter of like not necessarily changing what you're doing, but maybe giving them a different expectation for the third set. Like third set, we've got to get our middles going sooner. Or third set, you know, we've got to find a seam ball on serve or whatever it might be. I mean, you could give them different goals that will then lock in their focus um, and maybe prevent that like little third set letdown, slow start.
0: How do, you, how do you identify the fact that they didn't fall into the pit? They didn't just stay in it. There's a thing that was said or somebody, or somebody who steps up and says, okay, enough. Let's let's finish. And
1: Naughty and Noddy, when she got subbed in, that's what they did. Her and Nia, right? Didn't, weren't they the double sub that yeah. got them going? Yeah. Nia got a block. Naughty got, a, you know, a serve, two serves over the net. <laughs> you know, like they were they were bringing that little extra energy, getting the ball to the middle.
0: What What do you say to San Diego? Um, one, you you've got some bona fide stars. Uh, Tom, Com, uh Stone. Those are stars. Uh, what what would you say to them to help them go forward? Because you they've faced one A and one B in the federation um, and not had the results they want. What do you say to them to get them going?
1: That's a tough start right out of the gate. Yeah. You have Atlanta, yeah. and then you gotta and then you travel. Maybe don't even get a practice. You get yeah. kind of a walkthrough type of thing, and then you have to play again. Um, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I'm curious as to how much time they have before their next match. And I would I would hope they'd have some time to work on some things. And, and you know, like Bird said, this is a long season. You play everybody four times. It's going to be real hard to beat someone three or four times. Um, and you're, they're just going to keep getting better, too. They were the last team in the league, you know, so I don't know. They got some pretty darn good players for being the last team in the league. Well, that that, that was my next question was how how, how that plays out
0: so rico is showing us february
1: 19th is their next match
0: wow they've got some time
1: they've got time they have like kind of what we did so they have time to get better today's the third they'll have two weeks and i bet you they'll be a much improved team
0: do they have all their players yes so everybody's in they don't have any anybody that's traveling in can they win in this league with what they have absolutely yeah
1: i mean you know, I was looking at, when I was going through my notes, looking at, you know, how many All-Americans they have, how many AU players they have, how many how many of them have played, like, with a lot of experience. Like, Stalzer, well, a veteran team. Stalzer has played in 12 different countries since 2006. She's a pro. Yeah. She, she
0: is a pro. She, it, 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 it's not a matter of excelling at, at everything. She's good at everything.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you have an Olympian. You've got national team members. You've got, I mean, again – You've got a lot of high-level players that just need to get used to playing each other and, and find their identity. Same thing. You can't freak out when you're 0 and two, but you got to definitely find what's going to work for your team. You know, and I think I love that double quick they run with the the middle and the outside. I think it tricked us every single time. Tom Combs, an elite setter who can dish the ball, make the right decision. Um, yeah, they're going to be. I think it's going to be a different team when we see them next. How
0: important is it for a player like like Nadi to to, to accept the role, uh, deliver when called, and to stay a positive force.
1: I mean, it's, a, it's huge. Everybody on that team has to accept the role they have. You know, they're all professionals. How many of them are used to sitting a bench? None. Right. I mean, the Zero. same thing happens when your stars leave high school and they go to college. A lot of them end up sitting on the bench. They've never done that before. But the, one of the keys to a team success is role acceptance. And knowing that if your number is called, you're going to do the best you can for your team. And if it's not, you're going to do the best you can for your team in practice. Well, one
0: of those t- players who also fit that is Nia Reed. Uh, how do you explain? I mean, she comes in, she has an impact, and then she goes in and becomes cheerleader number one.
1: I Nia's another elite player. You know, she had a great college career. She had a great year at AU. Um, she's had a lot of pro experience in her. And I think Jess shabin Landsman kind of came out of nowhere and, and is also playing really well. So – I think it's one of those – it's a first-world problem, right? We've got 14 great players that we could put in at any time, and, and we do, right? Like Paige got an opportunity tonight. Nia got another opportunity tonight. Like a lot of them are going to get their numbers called. They just need to make sure to capitalize on it and then really just stay the course and practice.
0: I I think it was important because we said before the match that we expected to see more of Paige. We saw more. Allison Mayfield made her statement. What did we see? What did you see about uh, Allison Mayfield and what she brings?
1: She got a couple kills, did a good job on the block. Um, In practices, I'd only seen her swing on the outside, so that was the first time I saw her at opposite. Defensively, she got caught up a little bit, maybe didn't feel as comfortable in right back as she would in left back. Um, But I think she provides another presence, another person who is experienced who's played a lot of volleyball, who's coached a lot of volleyball, who understands the game well, and who, who is fearless.
0: What do, you, what do you do for her uh, to keep her connected and to keep her progressing?
1: Oh, I think that that'll that happen naturally in practice. I think that she's going to have plenty of opportunities in practice in either training reps or 6v6 reps to really show what she can do and get more comfortable on the opposite if that's the role they see her filling versus being on the outside.
0: We, we also got a flash of Gabby Thomas, and I'll ask you, what can we expect more from her? going
1: forward gabby's been out for a couple years so you could tell she had a little bit of like
0: game speed yeah
1: like i mean just it it wasn't even that she played bad no like i thought she played actually really well um she passed a couple balls tight but i think part of that was you're a little bit tighter when you haven't played in front of a big crowd for a while but we all know that she can ball i mean the kid the kid was a libero for a national championship game i was sitting right up there watching it when it happened um I think the more she gets back into the flow of things, the more comfortable she gets back there. She just provides a different presence than Kendall back there. They're just two different players, both very good at their jobs, both of them great at serve-receive, both of them great at defense.
0: I I think through the numbers, and you started to go through them, and we watched Tori Dixon being interviewed down here, and I I just want to go back that what she did and what Danielle Hart did, what the two of them did – not only defensively, but offensively, to have Danielle put, put shots down. And Torrey is a forceful, impactful player. What does Torrey do, and how, is, how impressive was tonight?
1: Torrey killed at 55%. She got set 11 times, had six kills, no errors. Hart had five kills on 14 swings with two errors. But then, I mean, you look at him blocking. And we had eight blocks, 12 block assists. The, uh, the mojo had zero blocks and 11 block assists. So, I mean, we absolutely dominated the, dominated the battle at the net.
0: Was that, I mean, was that a surprise? Was that – is that something we should expect? Because I didn't see it – in watching them against Atlanta, I didn't see that sort of dominant performance.
1: No, I, I, I honestly – it's funny because, you know, they say they didn't really work on it all week, that they really worked on, you know, connection, timing, conversations, offense, termination, and serve. So if they spent no time on block – it's kind of like Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. You don't say it. We don't talk about it. Keep it going the right direction. Um, they did a great job blocking tonight, and I, I hope that continued. They can build off of it. I well, hope that they can continue to build on, on that block and and then turning it into in, in offense.
0: Is that a system thing? Is that a communication thing? Is that uh, a, an option thing in, in the moment? What is that, that that allows them to step up and have the kind of night they had?
1: I, it's a discipline thing you know part of its experience like knowing where the ball's going to go being able to read the setter and Tom Kahn's a hard setter to read <laughs> being able to read the setter stay disciplined where you're at take away the hitter's best shots digging and then they're digging around the blocker we did a great job digging around the blocker like I don't think we talked enough about our digs but we had 39 digs in the match or they had 39 digs in the match my bad we had 44 digs in the match yeah so we did a great job of keeping the ball off our side and then turning and termination, and that's half the battle. Well,
0: that's what I said. When, when they went small, it, it, it looked like there was just no room for the ball to get down for San Diego. And I, as much as we talk about Kendall White being a force, I mean, we can talk about what, what Nottie does when she's out there. But Betty is better defensively than we've talked about. Her, one, service receiving, she's top notch. She's elite in returning serve. And then for her to get down and actually dig, uh, I can come recall four t- opportunities where she went to a knee, went down, got the work, then got up, and then finished the point uh, with a, with a, with, a, with a kill. How good is she
1: defensively? Uh, I like to say Betty is a little unorthodox passing and defensively. She shows her platform really late. She makes the right <laughs> reads, sometimes takes the wrong step. Like it's very unorthodox on what she's doing. But she does a great job of just making her platform do what she wants it to do, which then puts the ball into a position for us to get swings. And so, Betty definitely, like, I would say obviously her offense is her strong suit. But defensively, like, she can make plays and keep us in the game.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's interesting enough. Here's what we'll do. We're going to break now. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll close out. Again, Supernovas find a way. They sweep San Diego, get the first win in franchise history and a improved to one-and-one MDP coach to me. Coach Renee Saunders here on the Supernovas Radio
1: Network.